Welcome to the Mothers You Know podcast. Thank you for being here. This is a place where we as women remember the spirit God gave us. We know how much we matter and we believe all things are possible to them that believe on this Savior Jesus Christ. Here at Mothers You Know, we support the parents of young men in the Sons of Healman and young women in the Daughters of Light programs at Life Changing Services. These programs provide therapeutic and mentoring services for youth struggling with depression, anxiety, self-harm, pornography, and any other unwanted or difficult behaviors. We offer parent support, training, and resources for mothers and fathers seeking the best way to support their loved one. Any mother is welcome to join in the Mothers Who Know classes support and training. You do not need to have a child in life-changing services to join in. We hope you'll join us. I am Karen Broadhead. I serve as the director of Mothers You Know, and I serve as the parent support specialist at life-changing services. I invite you to join with me and other mothers from across the country in our Warrior Mothers Who Know online support and training group. If you have a child struggling with pornography, depression, anxiety, or other difficult behaviors, you will find a safe and uplifting place to learn from other moms and learn principles and strategies to best support your loved one. Please go to motherswhoknow.org to find the online meeting details. We talk about difficult things here with the intent to shine light in dark corners and to eliminate isolation and shame. We are mothers with warrior hearts who are raising the warriors of this generation. We know we must learn to fight well for ourselves first, then we can confidently support and cheer on our loved ones in the best ways. Okay. All right. Hello, everybody. We have Greg Dunford here with us today, and we're so grateful that he's come. Karen invited him just in the past couple of days and just so graciously offered to come and be with us. And we're so glad to have Greg. Greg is one of our Sons of Helaman clinicians. And so I'm going to ask Greg if when we get started, if you'll just share a tiny bit about your family and also how you ended up coming to, to be a sense of healing clinician if you can tell us a little bit of that journey we'd love to kind of get to know you before we get started I just wanted to just share one thing about Greg's wife Julie before we get started here and then and then I would just love for you to share a little bit about you Greg as far as your family and your coming here coming to work with the sense of healing groups but one thing I wanted to share about Julie is as I arrived in a place of my family's not working out the way I thought it was going to. And we're having just hard things here in our home. And several of them, I thought, there's no way I'm telling my neighbors about this. And I kind of can't because we've got people that are struggling with things that I don't think they want shared. And I felt like I couldn't even talk to my extended family members. And I just was so grateful to find a place where I wasn't alone, you know, trying to say, I feel awful. I feel like I've caused this. I feel like a failure. And to come to this place where there was this group of women, it was this class here. And at the time, Greg's wife was there quite a bit. And I just so appreciated hearing from her. She shared 
several just tender pieces of her life and her journey. And she also, my hearts were different than her hearts, but she was very vulnerable. And somehow as she shared, it just lightened my load and just thinking, oh, other people are figuring this out. Other people are experiencing happiness and moving forward, even if everything's not just the way they planned or still hard. And it just meant a lot to me to to hear her voice and to have her be so willing to say, I'll speak, I'll talk about stuff and I'll share things. And I just appreciated her. So I just want you to know that Greg and the rest of you do the same thing a lot here. But what we're gonna do is we're just, I'm gonna just hand the mic over to Greg and let him just share what he would like as far as introducing himself. And then if he has some thoughts or some things that he would like to share, but we definitely are going to plan to have time for questions. I know I have several questions that have already been submitted. And then if you have questions here, we would love to have you do that. That's a lot for me, Greg. I'm just going to hand it over to you, Greg. Thanks so much for being able to come with us today. We love having you. Oh, just glad to be here. Thank you. And thanks for starting with my wife. I love her and I'm so grateful for her. The first day I went on a date with her, I was so attracted to her vulnerability and her, how real she was. And now as you see our family, we're a hot mess. You know, we got all kinds of issues and, you know, if, if we make you feel better, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, that's what we're here for. But you know what, you start out this family and this journey, you thinking, okay, we're just going to have a bunch of kids and we're going to read our scriptures and pray and have family home meeting and everything's going to work out great. Okay. Raise your hand. Has anybody had that perfectly work out for you? But I, I love this person. I honor and I respect her. And this journey has been, wow. I mean, it's been a roller coaster ride. <laughs> and sometimes you're just, wow, it's so crazy and so hard. But sometimes it's so much fun. But the thing is, I think the most important thing I've learned as a parent is I can't take their sins on my shoulders. They already have a savior. They already have a curriculum. They already have a plan. And if you've been in some of my groups, I lost my son seven years ago on Mother's Day, in a four-wheeler accident. And my whole life has been about trying to find ways to help people that struggle with addictions. He struggled with alcohol, was his addiction, and was introduced very young at age eight and struggled his whole life and got married, did really well, three kids, and, and passed away. I had a relapse and, and died on a four-wheeler accident. And so... Yeah, it's one of the most powerful things I learned was after doing about three, four weeks of extreme depression, not being able to get out and live my life. I went out and just had a long conversation with God. And he simply said, this beautiful, sweet voice in my head, Greg, I got him. <laughs> He's my son first. And it just took away all this heaviness and that's i think too often we're carrying all of our kids heaviness and that is not what our heavenly parents have asked us to do they send their son jesus christ to pay for all that we're the little s savior not the big s you've got to remember that <laughs> they've already got a big savior that takes care of all those problems 
The key is, is just learning how to teach correct principles and let them govern themselves, let them learn. And, and it, to me, as I have adult kids, if you have those, it's learning how to trust in their journey and know that God has a plan. And it might look really messy <laughs> and some of their lives really do. And that's okay. That's their journey. They might have to learn. That's the only way they can learn. But you have to understand our heavenly parents, they have them. They have a plan for them. Everyone, everybody does. And everybody has this plan for their kids. And I think sometimes we feel out of control and the words I hear the most from others is, I just want this done. I want it over with. <laughs> I wish I had a magic wand. That would be a very expensive, expensive magic wand. And I could just ding and that was done. But we have to, what do we really want done? Do we want him to not have hormones? Because if we didn't have hormones, as I always ask families when I'm doing the intakes, how many guys would actually get married or ever leave your basement? <laughs> It's not playing video games. Okay. You have to understand this is what gets them out of your basement, these hormones. Okay. We like them. We all like them. Nobody wants to get rid of them. We need to stop shaming. You know, the first thing I do when I go talk to wards and state presidents and bishops, I put the word sex on the board. And they're all just like, oh, their eyes get really big. He put the S word, you know. And it's so funny. And I always say, how you feel about this word is either going to make you or break you. But your kids see that. Are they scared when I talk about this? Are they uncomfortable? We got to get comfortable that we are sexual beings, that God, heavenly parents made us this way. And it's not about trying to stop hormones. It's stopping the lust. We got to separate the lust. We want to talk about how beautiful this is, but we want to make sure we separate the lust from love. Because it's the lust piece that destroys the relationship. And I would ask you to start learning and teaching more how to, as it says in 2 Nephi chapter 2, verse 26, there are things to be that that are we act and to be acted upon, you know. And what we need to do is train them, okay, you're gonna be throw things at you. How are you gonna respond to these? Let's get better at urges. You know, if you were with me a while ago, I talked about the word equanimity. Look it up. <laughs> okay, go memorize this word. Embrace all the emotions. It's learning how to be, because the first thing I, I, I talked about with my boys and I'm talking about this week, because I asked the guys, when you feel this sexual feeling, what is the first emotion you feel? Okay, I asked them, do you feel mental calmness? <laughs> No. Do you feel composure? No. Do you feel an evenness of temperament? No. In this difficult situation, do you feel any of these? So I said, first of all, remember you were created with these sexual feelings. Take a deep breath. Breathe it in. Say fascinating. Okay, I'm a sexual being. That means I'm alive. If I shame them, if I'm scared of this, you know, it's not going to go well because from the very beginning, we're setting up this thing that we see them do this and we're, we're shaming and something's wrong with them, or I want it done, I want it finished. And instead of learning how to embrace the sexual energy and learning how to channel and focus it, because if we didn't have it, we'd never get married, we'd never have kids, we'd never go to work, we'd do nothing. 
So instead of getting angrier, upset and frustrated, learn, let's learn how to better do sexual energy. <laughs> let's just like we have to learn how to better manage my anger or my frustration or my you know, anxiety or my depression. You know, we are all learning how to do this better because more than anything, this group in this class is about self-mastery. Learning how to master all of these emotions and channel the energy through them and not because I'm really teaching and trying to teach them equanimity. And when you feel a sexual feeling or depression or sadness or anxiety, take a deep breath because porn is the symptom, not the roots. Okay, what's going on in here that I'm not managing? This is why we have the chemical scale. As we go down that scale, we've got to start earlier with the emotions. Well, I didn't manage my stress, my boredom, my tired, my lazy, my whatever. And it led to something else. And all of a sudden I'm scrolling through my phone. I'm looking at porn. Okay. And what I'm trying to teach is be aware earlier. We got to get on this earlier and then it doesn't lead to the porn. So because uh, what I talk to boys all the time, I'm saying you got to learn how once you learn how to manage your emotions, porn goes away. I don't need to run to something when I'm learning how to talk and be open and channel, manage my emotions and breathe through it and have some mental calmness through this and composure when I'm going through this process. And sometimes even resistance, because I ask the guys, if Satan's busting through that door and you just resist, 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 how many of you have gotten just really tired and gave up and just let him in? <laughs> they all just raise their hand. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> okay. Because sometimes resistance causes more problems. And I know at the beginning, we do a lot of flagpoles. We do a lot of raw, you know, fighting and stuff like this. But I, I'm trying to teach them a bunch of different tools because as you get down the chemical scale, you have to use more intense actions because physical intense exercise neutralizes the sexual deviant chemicals. So once we get in that middle brain and we're high, yes, but I want to train them so eventually they can get to a point to this is so where this is long term. Not just a, I got to 12 weeks because so many guys, they get to 12 weeks and then, oh, I'm done because <laughs> we put the name on this graduation. And I don't like that name. I've said that before. I like more of deployment. <laughs> now you get to go out into the world and actually use this stuff. And guess what? If you don't, it's not going to work because it comes back really quick because <laughs> we're sexual beings. Try stop eating food for a while. See what happens. It's crazy how your body reminds you how hungry you are every couple hours. <laughs> and that's what God put inside of us, our heavenly parents, to remind us, hey, let's get out and get connected physically, sexually with another human and get married and do it in the right place, the right time, the right person. So that's driving them to that connection, not to the lust. And even the driving, instead of running to the lust, I'm running, I might be learning how to manage this masturbation piece, but I've got to get rid of the lust first. I've got to get rid of and stopping that first, because if I have the lust, this follows. Okay, because I even had a mother that was really <laughs> working. I work a lot with marriage couples and my wife that I'm just so sick of coming home and you looking at porn. I'm sick and tired of this. I don't even care if you look at me and masturbate. I just am sick of you looking at other people. 
And then he was, his eyes got really big and it's like, what? <laughs> Wait, you want me to do this? And he says, no, I don't want you to do that. What I'm saying is I want you to stop looking at other people and think about me. Make it your sexual feelings about love, not lust. And that's where we got to rewire the brain to where I feel a sexual feeling, not shame it, not even resist it, be mentally calm and channel my energy and say, what do I want to do with this sexual feeling and how can I manage it a little bit better? Because the more I can teach them how to do that, this is going to last for a long time instead of resisting and fighting all the time. I'm going to get better at managing my sexual energy because it's part of us. I'm going to get just like we're going to get better at managing our food intake or my exercise. It's tough at first. And you have to have intense things at first. But what I'm trying to do them. Yeah, at first, you're going to do some first aid. You're going to have to run to flagpoles every, you know, five times a day. But pretty soon, you know, I've been clean for 20, 25 years. I don't run the flagpoles. I don't need to. I just, I, do I do the manpowers? Of course I do. We need the spiritual and the physical. But most of the time, just singing a simple hymn manages my brain immediately. So sexuality means spirituality in my brain. So we're changing and rewiring my brain. Because remember, act and not acted upon. I'm going to not react because react is raw. You know, I'm going to fight. I'm going to do crazy things. Acting is mental calmness, composure, evenness of temper breathing in the this wonderful journey called life and sexuality instead of being afraid of it but how you feel about this is going to change how he manages his way through this okay so your feelings about sexuality if you've had your own your own trauma go work through that so it's not given to him and passed down from generation to generation this generational trauma because a lot of times we get stuck in that place instead of really focusing on him and how he we can help him learn how to manage his sexual energy anyway that's a little thoughts that i had and then i'll turn the time over to you guys any questions and thoughts go ahead bj <clears throat> Thank you so much, Greg. I would just, if we, if you have some thoughts that have come up just from what Greg has shared or something you would like to have clarified, I'm sure you can throw that out there right now. You're welcome to just unmute yourself and just ask, or you can also put something in the chat. I just let me share one more, but let sure. me share one more thing. Mm -hmm. Let's at first, you guys manage your way through urges what I start with the guys at first, let's get better at urges, not just wins and losses. God's and your heavenly parents are not binary. So binary. I always tell them just because we say wins and losses in the program. I love if you haven't listened to Brad Wilcox talk from conference, go listen to it. They're not sitting up there wanting to punish your children. They want to, okay, a slip up doesn't mean you're a mess up, Brad Wilcox said. So understand they're not shame sin is i mean as parents would you ever want to do that get out of my house you sin you are a loser what's wrong with you no we never think that 
we want to help them through this process. And that, so sin takes us away from joy and peace. So what do they want faster than anything? Parents, we want them to get back into joy and peace as fast as possible because we don't want them to go through. I'm not trying to punish you and make you suffer. I want you to grow and learn from this. Like I always tell the guys, don't do a depression, do a learn. With every lost battle, get excited. Okay, I learned something new how I'm going to take Satan down tomorrow. Oh, awesome. Because I always have them come to the group and talk about, okay, what did you learn that's positive? What can you learn and try different next week instead of learning, yeah, I lost this week. I'm broken. Something's wrong with me. No, we don't say that in my group. We don't go to shame. There's no shame. We're learning, we're growing, and how can we focus on just the urges and getting better at them? And sometimes I say, okay, mark the urges of how many times you had an urge and how many times you won and what you, how you managed your way through that and some of the times you didn't manage your way through that, okay? So, you know, maybe instead of wins and losses, managed, mismanaged, you know, just so we can take away some of the shame, you lost. Because sometimes we, that's in our culture, you know, wins and loss, I pass and fail. You know, and I don't think your heavenly parents are that binary. So sometimes working at urges to start off can really help. Okay, I had 20 urges today, you know, because it's amazing how many sexual thoughts they're having, you know, in a day. You know, I had one, oh, I got like 50 a day. And I'm like, wow, you know, that's a lot. Okay, so how many urges did you have? And how many urges did you win? And how many urges did you mismanage, maybe? So even start out with that so they can see the progress instead of the shame of you lost and you're broken. So I don't know, something like that. Any, any thoughts, questions? Oh, I love looking at that a different way. Thank you. I've been marking some things down and putting some things down on my notebook. Does anyone have something right now? I do have a couple of follow-up from just what Greg has shared, but we would love to have you go ahead. If you have something, go ahead. And if not, right this second, I'll, I will add some questions. Okay, moms, take advantage of this, but I'm going to go ahead and I just wanted to, to follow up with a little bit of, I just wanted you to explain a little bit more, like you mentioned, embrace sexual energy and make sexual feelings about love and not lust. And like, how would, how would our boys do this? What would that look like? or sound like, and you mentioned in your, you just, that a hymn might be something, but what other things would our boys do or that well, we could get a feel? It's a good question. The first thing they have to feel that I'm not broken because I'm having sexual feelings. I've got to help teach them that something's not wrong with you because you want to look at these things. That's inbreded in that God put that inside of us that we want to, you know, we want to look at these. If we didn't, it would, like I said, it wouldn't get us out of the basement. It wouldn't get us forward to get motivated to marriage. So you've got to understand that that's where we've got to let go of the shame. And that's the first thing. Now, how to channel yourself in from sexuality into love You've got to go, what does God want with these hormones? Instead of being done with them, I want to learn how to use them better for connection. As I always say in my groups, connection heals addiction. Use them for what they were meant to be to go get connected. 
okay? Instead of running to porn, I feel an urge, I run and go numb out. I feel an urge and I'm gonna run to what I really need is having a real connection with somebody. And so learning how to feel a sexual feeling, okay, I'm feeling a sexual feeling, how can I channel this energy into, I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to go connect with a person. I had one guy that says, Greg, I'm having a lot of sexual, he's 23, 24. He said, man, what I said, well, what's your emotion that really keeps triggering you? And he said, it's loneliness. I feel extremely lonely. I'm saying, okay, let's go deal with lonely. And he's six months clean now. And he's, he's getting engaged next week. Because he started dating. Because <laughs> I said, I got to challenge you to start dating at least once a week. Let's get rid of lonely. Let's work on lonely. Let's get better at lonely. And it got rid of the porn. You know, and so we're channeling it. We're feeling the feelings, channeling the energy into something that we really need. Because I says, growing up into adulthood and becoming a man means I, I don't stay in the problem. <laughs> if you find out what doesn't work, you don't want to stay there you find out what does work. Okay. Porn never works. This, I always ask him, is porn and masturbation ever solved all your problems? No, <laughs> makes me feel really good for a few minutes and <laughs> crashes to the floor. So how can I help you learn how to get more connected? Cause you're staying in your room and you're isolating, you're looking, playing video games. You're not out there getting connected. Let's get them into, you know, a, places that they can have more connections, starting out with family, changing this from, because one guy said, my greatest warrior chemistry is I saw a couple on the beach with their two kids and they were having so much fun. And he says, Greg, I think about that. And I get so excited because that's love. That's what I really want. That's my dream. That's my end goal of why I'm doing this because I want to have that connection. So hopefully that's a couple things that I would try to help them with. Okay. Any other thoughts? Thank you. And then just one other one that came in as a follow-up of that. What if my son's younger, as far as dating and things like that, you, you mentioned a couple of things going to work out and some other things, but we love those concrete, you know, ideas. <laughs> how do we tell them? How do, how do they love or connect or? Well, the first... like, we want to do video games. We don't want to do that. <laughs> well, and at younger ages, yes, they do. But and I'm going to try to do simple things of, you know, let's, I'm, a, I'm, video games is a reward, not a lifestyle. I always tell them that in my groups. I'm like, you're, this is not a lifestyle. And I mean, unless you're going to go do it professionally, but very few people get to that point. But what you're doing is getting to a point where I'm learning how to reward myself in the right way, you know, and so many of them are, you know, because once you come off of porn, I mean, it's the highest dopamine hits in your life. You come off of it. They've got to get bored for a while. We call it a dopamine detox. And once they get bored, they can start enjoying the simple things again in their life. Oh, actually, I like reading. I like going on walks and sitting around talking to my mother or anything. They start enjoying the simple things. But when you're on your highest dopamine, have you ever seen them get angry and everything's boring? I hate everything. Everything's stupid, you know, you know, because they've gotten 
their highest dopamine. If I'm not getting that, everything else in life gets frustrating. So once I come off of that and I find out that, oh, hanging out with my sister is not that bad. Hanging out with my brother, it's not that bad. We can play Legos. We can do simple things. Okay. But dating as they start, I, you know, so many people, guys, I'm so afraid of dating. I'm like, good, then go out and get better at it. <laughs> I have too many guys that sit there and I'm 24. I'm not going to go out and date Greg until I get this behind me because I'm still losing. I'm like, good. Why do you think God gave you these hormones to date, to get you outside of you? When you go out and date, if you have social anxiety, social anxiety is all about you. Go out and make their day happy. Make them feel like a princess for a day. Get outside of you and worried about, oh no, I might not look right or say the right things or good. Get outside of that. I always tell them, you got to fill your cup up with God first and not with other people. And man, I had to learn that the hard way in my own marriage. Man, so hard for men to get their own life. <laughs> We're so pathetic sometimes. <laughs> We're so needy. And there's nothing more unattractive to a woman than a man that can't manage his sexual energy. And teach him this. I mean, I don't want to babysit you. I mean, I'm sure you women understand that. My wife did that too long in the first part of our marriage. And I've been married 35 years and have six kids and love doing counseling. I've been a seminary teacher for 20 years and took an early retirement and went and did boys ranches for 12 years. And now I've been doing this for the last seven years. But I've been a counselor for at least 25 years of that. But you got to show them the joy of relationships and how wonderful it is. Because if all they're seeing is the pain, you know, let them see in your relationship. This is fun. I like my wife. I like my husband. We have fun together. <laughs> and if, you, if it's not so well right now, then get some work on it. Get, let's get better. I'm showing that you can change because change is hard. And once I finally figure out that, oh, she's not the one that's bringing me happiness. I have to get that myself from a much higher source. Because for so long, I was holding my cup out to my wife. Okay, if we don't have enough sex, if we don't eat enough, you know, if the meal's not ready, if this isn't done, that's not done, I'm not going to like you. And I'm going to manipulate you and make you feel bad about you. And a woman can never get to the place where they actually want sex because they're too much involved in babysitting you. And so you've got to help your kids understand Sexual healthy sexuality is about kindness, is about caring, is about getting outside of yourself and just simply starting to do those simple things in your family and getting outside of yourself and feeling an urge, breathing through it. Sit down for dinner. This is really fun and have a really nice meal. I did this in my group sometime. I'd spread out a nice thing of pizza. <laughs> And then I'd open them all up and I've got a room full of 15 guys are just hungry. And I'd say, just breathe it in. Isn't that great? And then I'd go on with my lesson. <laughs> Greg, I hate you. What is wrong with you? I'm so hungry. You can't do this to us. You know, because the room is just filled with the aroma of pizza. Their senses are firing like crazy. Their mouth is drooling because they're, you know, they want the pizza so bad. I said, you guys get better at being uncomfortable and if you don't learn how to do that you'll never get good at that you gotta get better at uncomfortable we all hate uncomfortable anybody like being uncomfortable 
I hate that. <laughs> okay. All right. Any other questions, thoughts? <clears throat> Sorry. I go off sometimes. We love it, Greg. Can you come back next week? Let's pin them. Let's pin them in right in front of everybody. <laughs> oh, we really appreciate it. Love this. Okay. Here's a, here's kind of a personal question for you. Okay. Um, do you ever feel discouraged as a father or as a therapist? And what do you do to help yourself kind of climb out of that? If I didn't get discouraged, I wouldn't be human. <laughs> We all get discouraged. Then let's get better at discouragement. Let's feel it. You got to do the same thing you're asking your kids to do. I got to do the same thing I'm asking my boys to do. Feel your feels. This is how we get better at this. <laughs> you know, and I get discouraged. I, I don't ever get discouraged with these boys. I don't. This is why I do 10 groups a week. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I work with probably 100, 100 plus boys a week. I don't get discouraged in that. What I do get discouraged is in a, when I do couples counseling, there's abuse. That's the hardest for me because I want to jump through the screen and punch the guy in the face. <laughs> okay, and I'll show you. And I know that's wrong. Sorry, that's my own. <laughs> that's a bad thing. Sorry, I'm telling you. But that hurts the most because when somebody's innocent and getting hurt, You've got to stop that in your family immediately. Okay. So yes, please don't worry about I'm feeling discouraged. Show them how you're dealing with it. The best thing you guys can do as mothers is do this yourself. Tell him what you're going to work on and try to work on for 12 weeks and do all the manpowers and let him see this and get together at night and inspire each other of what cool scriptures you're reading, what revelation you received today and what awesome things that are who you served and what experiences you had and not just, did you win? Did you lose? I mean, honestly, if you had your son follow you around and say, Hey mom, don't eat that. That'll make you fat. Don't eat that. I mean, are you kidding me? And I'd slap him in the face and go eat 10 more donuts. You know, and, you know, that's not fun to hover and be that helicopter mom. What is awesome is showing him your example of inspiration and what you're learning from these books, what you're learning and how it's helping you in your journey. That's how we be an example for him. Instead of just telling him, oh, you lost another battle. What's wrong with you? I get discouraged then let that prompt you and motivate you more into what you're working on and show him how the program's working for you. Because this is not about masturbation pornography. I've worked with women with eating disorders to drugs, to sexual issues, to depression, to anxiety, all kinds of different mental health issues and use the exact same tools. So use them on your life and he will see and feel that and that will help him more than anything. Thank you, Greg. Okay, well, we have three or four more questions. So let me just go to this one. Let's see. How do we as moms set an example of the behaviors about which you're identifying for us? Maybe if our example's not so important, like maybe they're, I'm guessing this is what this mom is saying, like maybe... I don't know. Am I reading that into that wrong? 
Greg, do you see that question? Our, our example is not so important, it says. So help clarify that, Mama, if, if I'm... Well, mm -hmm. you tell me how this... She just wrote down the example of how this worked for her. Let me ask you if she can talk. Okay. Yeah, so actually, Greg worked with my son just briefly. And actually, the boy dance with him too. But anyway, I had to learn the lesson the hard way because I was kind of a hover... <laughs> and I worried a lot. And so instead I would listen to some advice and I pulled back and did just try to be that example, just to show forth as much love as I could kind of let some things go and look at every single thing they did as a learning opportunity, instead of something that it was wrong, it's no. And so I would, I would just talk to them and say, did you learn something from this? Most of the time they would say, yes. Okay. Then it was worth your time. And then just that backing off, it's just helped inside of me. I don't feel anxiety or, I mean, every, occasionally I do, but I'm just saying, I don't feel the stress of, oh, my kid's doing this. My kid's doing this. My kid's doing this. I'm just thinking, oh, okay. It's a learning opportunity. Let's just go from there. That's beautiful. Very well said. See, it's much better to have a woman say it than a man. <laughs> Very well said. <laughs> Hopefully that answered the question. I don't know if unless, unless the person has another. Love it. Know. Okay. I'm going to combine these next two questions. Please one say, you know, I've given my, my time, my whole heart and all of my love to being a mom. It doesn't appear to have made a difference or even mattered. And then this one goes along with it. Ugh. I know there's, you know, I know there's lots of heaven's help, but it seems like we're surrounded. We're outnumbered, outskilled in this battle. Satan and his work seem to be everywhere. And sometimes I have a hard time seeing the savior. Can you help my perspective? First of all, thank you for asking that and being vulnerable enough to say that. And I feel your pain. Oh my gosh. I've cried myself to sleep so many nights wishing that I could have done better and things would have been different. But then I would have asked God to change his curriculum. And I can't do that. That's not my responsibility. He has a curriculum for them and they have to make their own choices. This is their journey. And the most important thing is you've got to trust that. I've put my whole life in that I've done this. And what did you expect? Everything to work out okay? I mean, look at heavenly parents. Is it working out okay for them? Look at what's going on in this world. How many people they losing right and left right now? It's called agency, ladies. <laughs> it's messy. <laughs> it is a mess. But it is essential for the growth. And some kids just have to grow through experience. And some of them learn from, man, I learned from the scriptures not to do that. Or somebody taught me in class and I'm, oh, okay, I'm never going to do that. And they learn. Great. It seems like all my kids had to learn through experience. And it just makes me mad. <laughs> but you know what? I trust. And finally, when I release that off of my shoulders, that this is their curriculum, not mine, because I try to fit my curriculum and what they need, you need to do this, 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 and this, or else, oh my gosh, I'm going to freak out and you might sin or you might do this. 
you know, I had a guy that came out in group the other night, you know, and I'm like, okay, great. You did. Okay. You have sexual feelings towards guys. And this is important because we can't be homophobic. They'll feel that. And we can't <laughs> say that we don't have a lot of similarities that because what I came down to is the lust piece. I don't care if you love a man, a woman, or lust. It's the lust. If you want to have a healthy relationship, you got to learn how to let go of lust. If it's gay porn or whatever kind of porn you're looking at, you got to learn how to separate that into love and kindness and caring. So it's not about that. There's a lot of people struggling with that. Trust them in their journey and love them through it. And I'm sorry, you know, and don't say, oh, I can't believe you're such a terrible person and shame and you, you're making it about you. Get outside of you and trust them in their journey and you feel the savior and he'll teach you what you need to do to move forward, how to move forward. Okay. I don't know if that helped, hopefully. Wonderful. Thank you, Greg. Okay. I've got two more questions here. We have, so let's see what, what is one of your favorite Sons of Helaman principles to teach young men? Is there one that seems to like turn the light bulb on what, or a couple yeah. or whatever? I got this book from a bishop friend of mine about seven years ago. And I'm like, oh, great. Another self-help book, <laughs> you know, something that will teach me how to solve all my problem. You know, and my wife started reading, Greg, you got to read this. Yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. And then I started flipping through this page and I got to this page that we all know so well. This <clears throat> the chemical scale, satanic spin. That clicked in my brain. Nobody talks as a therapist about Satan. We just don't do that. That's like, you know, he's just this cute little ASU Sun Devil mascot with a pitchfork, you know? No, he's more than that. <laughs> you know, he wants to destroy our life daily. And probably one of the greatest things when I, why I called up Maurice after I read that book and said, I'm in, what do I need to do? Is the principle of that I'm not the bad guy. Satan is. That we all need to embrace. Because as couples we fight each other instead of the real enemy we've got to separate the problem the lust issue for me that doesn't make me a bad person you know psychologists like to call it you know monkey mind or stinking thinking you know they call it all kinds of different things but the reality is is we have an enemy and when maurice called it for what it really is i got really excited Somebody's calling him out because the secrecy and the shame is what keeps us stuck in this problem. So the principle that I love the most and why I jumped into this group was to help the boys understand you're not a bad person because you struggle with this. That is not, you cannot hate yourself enough to change yourself. Anybody tried that? <laughs> oh, I'm the worst person ever. Oh, that gets me really excited. I want to change today. Be a better mother. No, it does terrible things. So same thing with these boys. Teach them, wow, okay. What did you learn from it? Stop focusing on what's wrong with you and focus on the technique the enemy's using. Just like after a football game, baseball game. Okay, 
you don't quit the sport or your instrument because you play a bad note or because you fail a test in school. No, you go do, you watch the films, what worked, what didn't. That's all I'm doing in groups. What did you learn from it? What do we got to do a little bit different instead of what's wrong with you? No, focus on the tool because a lot of guys go back to that shame and I'm like, nope, we don't go there in this group. Let's go to the technique and what you learned and what you're going to do different tomorrow. Because if we can keep growing and keep learning and stay in that growth mentality, then we're going to be okay. Because one of the things I saw, this guy's been in my group like four years. And he came in there with his tail between his legs. He never even looked up for like two months. He was afraid of his own shadow. This boy's going on a mission next week. And mothers, you can't give up. And I know four years seems like a lot. I can't pay for that. But guess what? I worked at a boys ranch. We charged $12,000 a month. A month, not 240. So it can get a lot worse, I promise you. So we've got to we gotta just really, okay, at least he's learning, like Marie always says, it's better they learn in group than in the locker room, you know? So understand, they're getting good principles. We're talking about how to deal with emotions. We're learning how to manage our way through this sexual energy. And finally, I maybe shouldn't have done this, but I, I said, I got to take a call. And I walked over here and I, and I stood right over to the other side of the screen. And I let him run the group. And he did such a beautiful job. He was open. He was talking. He was excited. He's still losing. He lost this week. But I sat next to him and I just bawled my eyes out. And I was so grateful, God, because look where he's come. Look what he's learned. Just because they don't stop masturbating once in a while doesn't mean they're a bad person. But he's learning how to channel his sexual energy into something positive. And the bishop sees that. And I'm so grateful for bishops that are giving this back to their kids and saying, you decide. I mean, if they're not doing that, obviously the bishop has to decide. But I love bishops that are saying, you decide when you're worthy. Because worthiness is not flawlessness. And if you look at the words in the temple recommend, it's striving to keep the law of chastity. And I ask the guys, how many of you are striving to keep law of chastity? Every one of their hands go up. How many of you are perfect at this and still shaming yourself? Every one of them go up. And I'm like, you can't do that anymore. That's not going to work. You're, you're misunderstanding the way your heavenly parents view this. They want to love you through this. They want to punish you. We want you to get out on a mission. We want you to take the sacrament. We want you to go to the temple, have all these blessings. But this boy has grown into a man and he gets it now and he's got outside of himself and he's not afraid of his shadow. So there's a lot of growth that happens and it might not be the way you want it, but they are growing. They're learning and they're listening. And beautiful things are happening. So hang in there, <laughs> have hope. Okay. Oh, thank you, Greg. I would love to just have you kind of leave on that note. I just really appreciate that. But are we okay just to slip one more question in here to come through? Okay. Whatever you want to do. I've, yeah. I've got till 1230. So if you want to stay after I'm open. Okay. Okay. Well, 
Gals, maybe we'll, we'll keep you for just a minute. Okay. Here's another question. What if the, your son doesn't seem to have a desire to change or work the program? He rarely does his goals and this is his third week. Is it worth continuing the program if they don't seem ready? Or do I hope that something will click as time goes on? Thanks for the question. I would say absolutely yes. Let him stay in it. Does any of you feel like you conquered your greatest weaknesses in three weeks or actually want to do it? No. <laughs> Let's be patient with them then. You know, that you know, they're not gonna want it because this is hard. When you're giving up your favorite toy, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Nobody wants to give up their greatest pleasure ever. They're holding on to this. Oh no, I'm scared because I might, how do I manage my way through these feelings now? Because if I write down something, I might be admitting something. Then mom might, you know, I might have to change. It's scary to change. And just, we've got to help them in the small things. Hey, can I read it? Man, this cool thing that I read in the book the other day that's helping me and let me share with how what's helping me and how I'm doing my journal and man I lost the battle yesterday you write that down what you lost with I got a little angry with the kids I probably shouldn't have ah dang it you know and I write down what I learned from it because to me this is all journals are about feelings and learning how to process through them because little boys don't know how to do that very well okay please let's keep yes let's keep this eternal perspective we, <laughs> three weeks, if you're not doing better, I mean, can you imagine if your husband said, you better stop doing those bad things for, if you don't do it in three weeks, I'm done with you. I mean, if my wife looked at me 20 years ago and said, Hey, if you lose again, I'm out of here. <laughs> I've said, well, there's a the door, <laughs> but I can tell you I'm going to fight and I'm going to do the best I can. But even if they don't want to show them the example Love them through it. Put it back on them. You know what? Sometimes you got to play the, you know, flip the psychology on. Oh, you're right. You know, let me go light some candles in the bathroom for you. You know, put some mood music on for you. Oh, that'll freak them out. You know, like, what? <laughs> you got to shock their system a little. Wait, mom knows this. <laughs> yes, she does. And so sometimes we got to shock their system. But you know what? I know, be there. I know this is hard. Changing this greatest feeling on the face of the earth and trying to let go of that. But let me ask you, is it making you happy? Is it bringing you peace? Do you like who you are when you're doing this? All of them are going to say no. Then what do you want to do about it? How can I help you in that journey? Does that make sense? Okay. Any other questions? Thank you, Greg. Maybe just one last thing. And just, and you, you probably already shared this a little bit, but just, just any final thoughts you'd like to share before we, before we let you go. And as far as why do you keep believing in these boys? Why do you keep loving when, you know, there's probably some lots of scraped knees and bruises and bloody stuff, but just any final thoughts and, and we really appreciate you being here. That brings up some very deep emotions in me. I've spent my life trying to find the best ways to help these boys, my own kids, my son. And it broke my heart 
to see some of the things they're doing, what's happening. Oh, they're not doing the church anymore. They're not doing this. They're not following through. One of the saddest things that happened with my boy in the program is he came up to me and said, dad, I just don't believe I'm celestial material. I can't do this. This is where we got to get out of this place of right and wrong wins and losses. I looked at him and gave him a big hug. And I'm like, this isn't about wins and losses. I love you for trying. If it's too much to be in this program, then do what you got to do. But I trust you in this process. Why do I keep doing this? Because I, I see the changes happening. And it gives me hope. And even without, it, you know, but it, you guys have to trust in the messiness. Look at the heavenly parents and how they're trusting. I think their hardest job is trusting the messiness of all of this earth. Holy cow, it's a hot mess right now. If you haven't looked around, so many messes. Never in my lifetime seen so many messes in our society and so many opposing views. And, you know, my daughter has, I mean, I have one kid left at home. She comes home and says, the sad thing is, is I have to fight off girls that love me. And that want to be with me. That's a sad world. I didn't even know what gay meant when I was growing up. And that's sad too. <laughs> but it was just a different life. So we've got to trust them in their journey and not give up hope. Let them grow through this. Keep putting it back on them. What do you think about this? What are you feeling? Do you want to do this the rest of your life? What do you want? Every person that I've ever dealt with, when I ask them, what do they want? They want love. We are created to feel love. Then let's run to love and not to lust. Let's start doing little things. And these things are just going to help you start running to love. These are nothing new. These six things are what you learn in primary. I always tell the guys, I'm not teaching anything new. Your manpowers are what you learned in primary. I'm just trying to keep you accountable. Wow, pray, right? Reading your scriptures, um, be nice to people. Get out and do, be active and say no to sin. Oh, shocking, I've never heard those before. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> We're just asking you to relive your religion. We're not asking you, you know, when they come back, oh, these manpowers are so hard, I know. It's hard. Religion's tough, <laughs> you know, but if you want, just like if you want good health, I always try to relate it to something they're already doing well. I always ask them, what are you doing well? What have you conquered? Well, like an instrument, like a sport, like school. Okay. What did you have to do? Did it come easy? Did you have to work at it? No, I had to do a lot of work to get good at what I'm doing. Well, what do you think? This is just going to happen. You're all of a sudden, I'm not going to have these feelings. No, we're always going to have these. And this is the greatest feeling in our life. So someday you can be with a woman and have sex with her and have that wonderful opportunity. But she's not going to want to be around you if all you care about is the lust piece and not the love piece. So if you want love, start training your brain right now and let's rewire it. Just like if you want good health, we got to train ourselves to, you know, even though I like ice cream, I got to eat broccoli once in a while, you know, I got to go out and exercise, you know, so teach him this, these principles that are applying to a lot of different things, not just this. Okay. Does that make sense? <clears throat> hey, sure. Appreciate your thoughts, Greg. Really do. I 
we're sitting in, you think, well, I've been around here for seven years. I, I know how to talk to my kids and all that stuff so that we can avoid all this. Well, we're sitting right in it. And I just really appreciate lots of your, just the way you approach this and think about it. So, and share. So thanks for doing that. All right, ladies. Okay. What a super nice morning to be with all of you. Go take some of those things or one of those little things and, and enjoy your day and your families. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today, Warrior Moms. I invite you to make a donation at the top of our website, mothersyouknow.org. Any amount you can afford today will help us keep Mothers You Know services free for all moms. Thank you so much for your generosity. Moms, remember your divine identity and great worth. Continue in your courageous efforts to support God's great work. Notice the miracles you see every day, the evidence of the Savior's love and mercy. Find the message in your message. Reach out and share the principles you learn in Mothers You Know with other mothers. You are God's secret weapon for good in this world. Finally, a few pieces of information for you. I recommend a few other podcast channels to listen to. Like Dragons Do They Fight podcast, that includes interviews and stories with those that have struggled and overcome something in their life. And the Eternal Warriors podcast, hosted by two YSA eight young men who share their story, teach valuable lessons, and interview special guests. You can follow us on our social media pages on Facebook under mothersyouknow.lcs or search for Mothers You Know and on Instagram, username at mothers underscore who know last if you would like additional support and training please go to mompowertraining.com to sign up for the next eight-week mom power training class for all moms you can also go to the mothers you know website at mothers org or our parent company life-changing services at life-changing services.org to learn more about our excellent services to support you and your loved ones thank you so much for listening today Please feel free to email me anytime with questions or to set up a complimentary 30-minute appointment to visit. Please email me at mothersyouknow at lifechangingservices.org. Looking forward to hearing from you amazing moms. See you next time.